Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Joanne Wilson, co-pastor at Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. This will be the season that kicks it off. And today is Pledge Day. And I invited someone to talk about it who is not an unfamiliar face. Honestly, Alan, now that I think about it, you have preached here more than any other human outside of me and Joanne. You know why? Because you're family. <laughs> Pastor Alan is not only family, he's a member of the board and literally this church would not have been able to start without him. He helped me uh, raise the funds by so graciously connecting me with so many people. But even beyond that, he was my youth pastor growing up. So you get no Pastor Terrence without Pastor Allen. He modeled what a man of faith looks like. He modeled for me what a good father looks like. He modeled for me what a good husband looks like as he's here with his beautiful wife, Hashmarine, who was also my youth pastor. They modeled for me all the love that you see that you get from me and Joanne today, it was modeled by them. So there would literally be no cool church without them. So I was like, big bro, can you come in and really start off this heart for the house season for us, man? And he said, absolutely. And no question. He's like, don't even, he's like, y'all ain't even, y'all don't pay me nothing. I got, big bros got you. I'm going to come in because I want to bless the house today. And the church said. So because honor is our calling, everybody get up on their feet. Get up. If you online, get up on your feet. If you online, you got an opportunity to share what you're about to hear right now. It's going to be a blessing to you, I promise you. Everybody, do like this. It's an exercise. And then go like this. Let's try to do it at the same time. Everybody go like this. Now go like this. Ooh, y'all know how to follow directions so well. On the count of three, I want you to make a crazy noise for Pastor Alan Griffin. Come on. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. He's worthy. Oh, ain't no preacher worthy. Jesus is worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. We lift you up, God. We praise you. We exalt you as being higher than, greater than. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Look at your neighbor. I want you to look at your neighbor real quick before we even preach. I'm not going to preach that long. Look at your neighbor and say this. Your promise still stands. Sing. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Come on, sing. I'm still in your hands. This. before why am I gonna wait for him to fail ain't no yet about it you've never failed me he if, if Jesus had an allergy he's allergic to failure he doesn't know how to fail if he could he wouldn't he won't oh yeah okay now I want you to do me a favor I want you just to stretch out stretch out relax uh-huh and just sit down real smooth and he's like ah yeah, take a deep breath and say, hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to apologize to um, the tech team because the notes I gave you, <laughs> they ain't no good. 
While we were worshiping in the front row, God gave me revelation for you. I'm just going to give you what God gave me. And then I'm going to give you uh, six steps that are really quick, but they're very practical about um, what we're going to do today is today online campus, as well as our in-person campuses, um, we are going to uh, pledge, give, invest uh, $500,000. That's what we're going to do today. Look at your neighbor and say, oh yeah, it's on. I, this is what I used to say when people, when pastors would say stuff like this, I'd be like, who going to do that? Look at your neighbor and say, you going to do it. Yeah, I love that. If they don't want to, just take their wallet and make it happen. But the Lord gave me revelation for us today, and it's, it's very simple. It's going to be fun, but it's going to minister to you. Grab your Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Media team, I told you before, I'm sorry. If you don't forgive me, you go to hell. You got to forgive me, or you ain't going to heaven. How you like me now? Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Why are you looking that up? Let me introduce my lady, because Hush Marine uh, drove down with me from Daytona Beach, where we live. Honey, why don't you come up here and say hi to everybody? This is my bride of 23 years, Hush Marine. Hey, girl. Good morning. It is so good to be here. We do feel like family. It's, it's home, right, honey? We love it here. My name is Hash Marine. We live in Daytona Beach, Florida. We have two sons. They are 19 and 16. And You're supposed to gasp because we don't look that old. Ready? They are how old, honey? 19 and 16. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Holy Spirit fingers. <laughs> But it is so good to be here. And they send regards. Israel is on a traveling basketball team. He's 6'9". He eats two dinners, so pray for us. And we have Isaiah. He's 6'1". Yeah, I call him my munchkins. And I say, go clean your room. But they are amazing. And they say hello. They couldn't be here today. But it is so good to be here. We absolutely love your pastors. I call um, Pastor Jojo, Pastor Joanne, and sometimes I just talk to her for like five minutes and I get so much wisdom and I'm writing down stuff. She's so creative, right? And Pastor Terrence, I was sharing with them last night, he has always been so deep, so full of wisdom, even when he was a young man. And it's so good that to see the fruit of their vision here. And it's so good to be here this morning. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, baby. She's going to walk away without kissing me. That's the only reason I called her up here. Public display of affection. Isn't that what church is? It's a public display of affection. <laughs> I love your pastors. I, I have a man crush on your pastor. That's my dude, man, seriously. Pastor Joe, she's dangerous. She got up here, I was like, I ain't preaching. Pastor Joe starts sharing her testimony, it was on. And that's when the revelation started, the minute she started to speak. And I was just waiting for what God was gonna say. This is going to be so quick. I'm sorry, uh, tech team, for what I'm about to do to you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, wait, 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 hold on. Who's talking? I can't hear you. God said, okay, so we just, okay. Wait, 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 who's talking? All the way up until chapter, chapter 1, verse 26, God said this. Let there be. Lean over to your neighbor and say, you're not a bee. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a make. See, everything in creation, God spoke it into existence. He spoke, let there be light. Let there be animals. Let there be trees. Let there be fruit. All the things on earth, he said, let there be. However, when he made you, he did not say, let there be. What did he say? What, what, what did he say about you? I'm talking about you. He said, let us make 
mankind, humanity, in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky. What birds? Did we just talk about birds? You're supposed to rule the birds. I'm preaching over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground, even the snakes, y'all. So God created mankind, humanity, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. What did he do? I can't hear you. He, I'm about to preach. Ooh, I'm about to mess you up. And he said this, be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground then god said this i give you he blessed them and then he gave what he said every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it they will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground everything that has the breath of life in it i give every green plant for food and it was so Father, I pray this morning, in the next 20 minutes, you do something supernatural that changes us and takes us from glorious battle to glorious victory. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Let me tell you something. The Bible says this about you. The Bible says this about you. The Bible says this about you, that God handcrafted you. He created you with a purpose, and the purpose was seed. Throughout the whole Bible, I want to tell you something. You are the seed because <laughs> seed has power see see very few things have the power of a seed the seed as pastor even shared with us two weeks ago and last week there's a tree in your seed there is multiplication giftings in your seed see it started with just one person then you got married then you acquired other persons didn't you whether you gave birth to them or adopted them or spiritually adopted them or gave birth to them through faith in Christ every single person in here you multiply by the gift of association you have the power of God's blessing on you and that blessing is not just because of your relationship with Christ it's because of your position in his order of things humans higher than that of animals oh I said it yeah I did say it you're higher than an animal I know there's people out there that want to say that you're at the same level as an animal. I disagree. As much as I love Tupac, Tupac on, ain't on the level of Terrence. Tupac's the dog, y'all don't know. I love Tupac, but Tupac ain't a boy. He's a dog. And he doesn't have dominion over nothing. He can't feed himself. He can't clothe himself. He ain't lead nobody to faith in Jesus. He don't even worship. So don't tell me he's on my level. He ain't on my level. He might be on your level. But you ain't calling me a B. Because I'm a make. See, a lot of people are concerned about identity and purpose, right? And, and we keep being so concerned with being instead of making. Jesus didn't say, go into all the world and be. He said, no, go into all the world and make disciples. You are a seed. You see, we've been asking God to do supernatural things in Miramar and God answered our prayer with seed. Every time there's a need, God answers it with seed. Every time, think about it from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they were a seed. He told them, be fruitful and multiply. Man, they got busy and they had a lot of kids. Whew, aren't you glad you're not Eve? You know what I'm saying? She's she giving birth to worlds of people. But, but not long after that, you get Noah and his family. Okay, and, and, and the whole earth is destroyed by a flood and God says the same thing to Noah. He says, Noah, guess what? Be fruitful and multiply. Then he added this, my favorite part. He goes, and now you can eat meat. <laughs> See, Adam and Eve couldn't do that. And he said to Noah, you can eat meat. And everybody who eats meat said, amen. amen. You vegetarians is cool. You vegans are cool. But Noah hooked us up. 
And then, not long after that, God says, I want to build a nation. I want to build a people that I am their God, a whole nation just set apart for me. And he says to Abraham, actually, he says to Abram, he says, Abram, I'm going to make a nation out of you. You're the seed that's going to have so many generations. It's going to be immeasurable, innumerable, like the sand on the seashores will be the generations that I raise up after you that will be my people. And here we are, billions of people who believe in God. My favorite part is when Adam was alone and God said, no, man, he's, he ain't good by himself. I got to hook him up with a helpmate. Y'all don't know what a helpmate is. I'm telling you right now, a helpmate doesn't mean a helper. A helpmate means an equal, a, a person who's equal to the task that the other is incapable of achieving. So he said, I'm going to make him an equal who's powerful enough to handle the things that Adam cannot handle. And he said, hey, boy, come here. And the Bible says he put him to sleep. I wish I could just preach that for a year. Some of y'all need to put your flesh to sleep so you can find the person God has for you instead of letting your flesh be awake all the time and your lust being awake all the time. The reason you can't find your Boaz is because your flesh is alive and kicking. And the Bible says to murder your flesh, murder the lustful thoughts so that you can truly see and experience what God has for you. And so what God did is he took, he took uh, uh, Adam and he put him to sleep. Some would say, theologians would agree that they believe he died that he died and God took part of his body out scripture says the rib and fashioned and formed the woman it doesn't mean that God took the rib because everyone here knows that there's not enough matter in one rib to create a full body no 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 you don't understand what God did is he took a seed out of Adam and put it in Eve so that they would have the same DNA because the scripture says the two shall become one flesh and it's a mystery how it happens. So, so he put him sleep, dead, brings out a woman. Then he goes, wake up, wake up. Adam's like, I'm so glad I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Oh my goodness. What did you do? And God's like, how you like me now? He's like, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come here, girl. Let me show you a good time. We're going to fruitify the world. And they did. Thank God. Then it happened again, another sleep. They said he was dead, but while he was dead, the seed went into hell, made a public spectacle of sin, held captivity captive. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and Jesus, like a seed planted in the ground, came out of that tomb, and he's alive. And the life that he gave fertilized the world and gave us the opportunity with the sin that was holding us down. We were dirty seed. He gave us the opportunity to be good seed. You see, there's a difference between bad seed and good seed. We're going to finish this and we're going to roll out, okay? Bad seed is this. It's corrupted. It doesn't produce any good fruit. It will not germinate. Most of it fails to, to make it to harvest. Bad seed. Most of the time, bad seed is mixed with weed seed. Some of y'all been mixing too much weed in your seed. And that's why you can't get nothing done because you're too busy sleeping because you put weed in your seed. But good seed doesn't have the pollution in it. Now, if you take it for medicinal purposes, no, no conversation. 
you need it for some things, you puff, puff, pass and talk to Jesus about it later. Don't quote me on that. That's not theological. Some of y'all are like, I wish I had glaucoma, you know. <laughs> Trust me, you, you like your eye right now the way it is. Bad seed is corrupted and polluted, but man, good seed. Here's what they say about good seed. It's pure. And, and, and you can trust it. And, and whatever you plant it, even if you put it in soil that's not perfect, it will still germinate. There will always be a result. See, the result that, that you're supposed to have in your life is called fruit. And fruit has scores of seeds in it. And fruit is not just action and activity. Fruit is people. I believe that when we're done here on this side of the earth, we're going to meet the people in heaven that we planted seed to harvest. That we're going to meet people. See, you're, you're not going to just give birth to fruit. You're going to give birth to seed. And seed brings more seed and more seed and more seed. I believe that there's a guy in heaven that's responsible for my salvation that I've never met. And I'll get to meet him. And I've led over a million people in the sinner's prayer. My harvest is not just mine. It's that guy or that gal. I can tell you for sure my mama is part of that. My mama the best. My mama's the best mama on the face of the earth. My mama died in January. I miss her so much. I still have trouble not breaking down when I talk about her. But my mama and my father taught me everything about Jesus. That they knew everything. They taught me how to read the Bible. They taught me how to journal. They taught me how to keep a calendar. Oh man, I'm gonna talk about that in just a second because it has something to do with your seed. They taught me how to love people. They taught me that if I would love people, God will give me people as my reward. See, the fruit that I want in my life is not people to compliment me. Your pastor loved it when you, when you blessed him like that, and you should always do that. Continue to do that. Honor those who lead, because when you honor them, the people under you are going to honor you, and then because of that, the blessings just start to roll in your family and in your life. Did you notice the last few years, people talking trash about the president, then they talking trash about their governor, then they talking trash about their principal, then they talking trash about their mama, and pretty soon you got families in disarray because curses flow all the way down you think you can spit up top and it not drip it's gonna drip it's gonna fall on you honor everybody but the scripture says be very careful to honor those in spiritual leadership in your life but man I'm gonna tell you the real blessing is when people come to faith in Christ and walk with us the journey of Jesus that's the real blessing. We don't need $500,000 for a building. We need $500,000 to plant more seeds, to have more fruit. And the reward is people. We want more people. Can't wait for the whole COVID thing, for God to just burn that thing up so that we can fill this room. But guess what? This room ain't big enough. Have you been in here when, when, when Cool Church all jumps into one place? It's crazy. We sweating like a hot box up in this mug. We need a place. I want to say this. We need a cool place. In both ways, because I need some AC. We need a place for cool church, and we need a place with some strong AC. Can I get a witness? This is Miami, shoot. We tripping humidity out there. My boy said we in summer junior season right now. Summer junior killing me. My parents taught me that the greatest thing you can do is give your life to Jesus Christ. And when you do that, everything changes. Maybe you're here right now in this room and you go, Alan, you know what? I, I, I understand God created me with a divine purpose. It's not just to be, 
but it's to, be, it's to make, to do something with my world and to make something out of my life. And you're here and you're thinking, Alan, I, I need a relationship with Jesus Christ because I want him to make something out of me so that I can make things out of other people and help them like Christ helped me. Will you pray for me that my relationship with Jesus would begin or my relationship with Jesus would begin again? Because I know there's some of you like me in this room who've at times walked away and tried to get away from God and you've turned your back on him. I want you to know he's never turned his back on you and he's looking at you right now and he's willing if you're willing to come and change your life if that's you and you're in this room and you go alan i want a relationship with jesus christ all i want you to do is wave at me and we're going to pray together and then i'm going to finish this message you ready you say man alan i want a relationship with jesus or i want to start a new today if that's you ready one two three wave at me yeah i see you hey what's up family that's my people how you doing the Bible says you went from being my neighbors just now to being my family. That's good. All right, take your right hand, put it over your heart. Everybody say this prayer with me. Say, hey, Jesus. Come on, call him because he's in the room. Say, hey, Jesus, I need your forgiveness to take the place of sin because I've messed up. Will you change me? Will you forgive me? Will you live with me? and your spirit inside me. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters who waved at me. God, they're not waving at me. They're waving to say, yes, we want you. God, I pray that not only would their sins be forgiven, because we all need that, but God, you'd also save our loved ones who don't know you. That, God, you'd send your word, heal and deliver. Lord, set free from bondage and addictions and attractions that are unnatural. Father, I pray that you would bring us to a place of holy, purity, joyful. In Jesus' name, make us good seed. Amen. Maybe if you raised your hand or you waved at me, we want to get in contact with you, okay? So they're going to put some information on the screen of how you can tell us your decision, your choice today to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to contact you. We want to bug you. We want to get in your life. We want to be your family. We want to be your uncle. We want to be a part of you, and we want you to be a full part of us. You ever walked into a place and felt like you didn't belong? The reason why we want to reach out to you so every time you walk in these doors, you'll know this is your home. So you can text cool fam to the number on the screen. You can also, uh, it should be a, yeah, there it is, a QR code that you can put on your phone and let us know what's happening with you. We want to call and pray for you and get this. They even have a gift for you that they want to bless you with. Um, if you want to give me a gift, I want candy. Um, he said that like 90 times. I feel like I need candy in my life. Amen. So if you want to contact us, we want to reach out to you. Are you ready for something really cool? Ushers, would you come? I want you to pass out our um, pledge forms. The Lord gave me that word about you being seed. I'm so tired of people talking about money as if it's a foreign object. You know what money is? It's you. Cash ain't nothing but currency. You are the person who produces seed and fruit. So when I'm talking about that stuff, I'm really talking about you. Isn't that interesting? I think it is. But I noticed something in the scripture that Pastor Terrence shared the other day. Check this out. <laughs> Bring out my seeds. Matthew 13, verse 31 and 32. Jesus told them a parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. When the scripture says a man, it could be woman too, so don't worry about that. When, when, which a person took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Okay, we talked about this for a second earlier. All of us have dominion 
over the birds. So when Pastor Terry shared last week, Pastor Terrence shared about birds, distractions, people that hate on you, people that come to you and go, oh, I see you got them new shoes. You tell that hater, I got dominion over you, bird. You might even want to look at him and say, quit pecking at my seed. Because that's what they do. They peck at you. But, he, but this, this story is so good. It's so deep. But I, I don't have much time, so I'm going to do this. There's so many different kinds of mustard seed. And I'd spent some time this week researching just the seeds. And, and here's what I want to share with you. That mustard seed are small but they're mighty. I got three containers of seed. I got some yellow seed. I got some brown mixed with red and yellow seed. And then I got some straight up black seed. You know what I discovered? This is funny. All seed has different value. It's all different. Yellow seed is used to season a lot of the dishes that we eat in the, with the yellow seed, it's, it's mustard seed, right? So the mustard we eat a lot in our country is yellow mustard. Isn't that fascinating? And then the red and the, 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 the black seed is used a lot more in ethnic cooking, in, in more of Indian and Pakistan and Trinidad, all my festival people. Yeah. You know what I discovered though? Did you know this? That the darker the seed, the hotter it gets. That's why we live in Miami. Y'all want to get dark. You're getting tan. <laughs> it's hot. It's also, seed has nearly a perfect nutritional value. Mustard seed has incredible nutritional value. But here's what's funny. In Israel, in the city of Jerusalem, they banned seed dispersal because mustard seed was considered like a weed because it grew so fast and permeated so quickly. On the Mount of Olives, they banned seed because they did not want mustard seed growing where the olives were growing because the, the mustards would gather around the base of the tree and choke the olive trees, because they were pervasive and they were invasive. They were robust and unstoppable. And Jesus took a negative because he's the master of the metaphor and made a positive out of it. What he said is this, you are invasive. You are transformative. Everywhere you go, you're dangerous. You're like a virus. This is what he was telling the disciples. Yes, sin is pervasive. Sin is invasive. Sin can mess you up. But let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus is invasive. Jesus is pervasive. And Jesus will mess people's sin up. He will destroy sin. It's not a match made in heaven. It is not Wilder versus Homeboy. This fight is fixed. Sin loses every time. One drop of Jesus' blood will destroy every sickness, every disease, every problem, every issue, and every sin. It's not a close fight. What Jesus wanted his disciples to understand is your seed is dangerous. As long as you are a carrier of the sickness called Jesus, <laughs> the world will be happy sick. Because everywhere you go, baby, you plant And the seeds come out of the heart of you, the center of you, and they go into the ground of everyone around you, and it germinates into transformative shifts. I'm almost done. <laughs> Here's your spiritual perspective. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. The scripture says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth or your mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. 
I wish people out there would catch more than COVID. I wish Miramar would catch Jesus. The only way they're going to catch him is if you're a carrier. If you're a carrier of Jesus, they're going to catch him through you. But how, how do we go from just being one little seed to a forest? It's really simple. We come together in unity. That's why I brought the shirt. We come together in unity and we put our seed together and we change our city and we make room with our finances for the people that our seed is gonna affect so that we can fill not just an auditorium, not just a building, but a city with the gospel of Jesus Christ, a cool place. Pastor Joe, Pastor Terry, come on up here. I need your help. See, we're gonna do something together that I promise you've never seen before done in church. Today, I'm gonna show you your seed anointing. I'm gonna show you what you look like in the spirit. I'm gonna show you why demons in hell tremble. I'm gonna show you why God, or I should say Jesus, be very specific, while Jesus described you as a pervasive weed that's perfect in nutritional value, that's gonna heal the nations. spicy seed I got mixed up seed because I'm crazy look at your neighbor real quick this is gonna be really fast so I want you to pay attention I want you to say this do you see what I see what I see is different seeds up here, representing every culture and every community, representing the time, talent, and treasure, representing the blood, sweat, and tears, representing generation after generation, people that need and have found Jesus. There, it's right here in this seed. There are forests in this jar. There are forests in that jar of people that we can and we will reach. But the question remains, what are we gonna do with it? There's so many people in this world that take their seed and they use it for themselves, but we're not gonna do that at Cool Church. We're gonna invest our seed in unity. We're gonna put our seed together. We're gonna make sure that we don't waste one thing. Look at your neighbor and say, do you see what I see? I see people that are different than us. I see people of unique cultures. I see a shift taking place in our community, a shift away from disharmony and a shift towards peace and love and kindness and, and the joy of the Lord. I see it flowing into our church. I'm gonna empty myself. so that the, the cool place can hold our seed. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say this. Do you see what I seed? See, some of you have been praying and asking God for small things and Pastor Joe challenged you today. She said, will you dream bigger? Will you put your seed into something bigger? Into something bigger than yourself? Some of you have been praying and asking God for a parking spot. God wants to give our church a parking garage. 
Some of you have been waiting in line to put your children checked into kids' church, but God's going to give us a children's facility that's going to help us train the next generation of cool leaders for our community. Some of you have been asking God for a church sanctuary, but God wants to give us a cool creative space that enables businesses from all over the world to come and learn what integrity-filled practices look like in a community of faith. We're going to empty ourselves out into that cool place. Give me that black seed. That spicy seed. Isn't that funny? It's just like us. It's great. Look at your neighbor. One more thing you're going to say and then we're done, okay? Say, do you seed what I seed? I see purity. I see holiness. You see, if your seed is corrupted, it's no good. It's no use. I see families living in, in complete unity and homes that are full of life, that divorce is banished from our future relationships. I see us living together, holy, holy, holy. I'm gonna empty myself out to see it happen. Look at that. That's us. That's who we can be together. But we got to do something to see it happen. There's a pledge card, pledge form in front of you. I want to walk you through it. It's really quick. Don't worry, don't worry. I watched the movie Tom and Jerry this year. It's one of my favorite movies of the whole year. One hour and 50 minutes long. We ain't even been in here that long. And that, that movie didn't change my life. It just made me laugh and it has an amazing soundtrack. It really does. Since, since Despicable Me, there hasn't been a soundtrack that good. Watch it and see what happens. It's legit. but you have this uh, pledge card in your hand. Can I have one of those? And you have an opportunity to invest in our, our, our goal of $500,000. Here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna use our seed, we're gonna use our bodies to produce it. But in order for us to produce it, we have to be living just as productive as our money can be. Otherwise, you won't get there. Have you ever had a pledge? You pledge, you like, one day in the future, sometime, maybe, I'm gonna give a million dollars. You ever heard somebody say that or you yourself said that? Or you say, man, if I win lotto, I'm gonna, $700 million went out this week. Do you know what they've told us statistically about millionaires and statistically about lotto winners? They don't give. Did you know that? They don't, they don't. Statistically, less than 5% of them give. I've learned this about the church world. The wealthiest people in the church don't give. I'm being honest. Let me show you, let me show you how it works. Jesus sits by an offering plate and watches people give and the rich people came in and gave out of their wealth a pittance but a woman comes in and gives all she had and Jesus stands up and says to the disciples oh my and they go what Jesus he goes those people gave out of their wealth but this woman she gave all she had my goodness there's no greater faith and he spoke about her and bragged about her and he completely ignored those who gave because you know what happens when you have too much you become concerned with what you have pastor talked about it last week biggie said mo money mo wealthy people spend most of their time i'm not talking about you i'm talking about people who don't know god that have their money here's what happens they spend most of their time worrying about losing their money but when god gives wealth the bible says he adds no trouble to it 
the wealth that comes through faithfulness is maintained and provided further through faithfulness. So you don't have to worry. God's blessings in your life are not going to make you like that person or that person. The blessings of God in your life is going to make you like you person with the blessings of God on top of your head. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to fill this form out. Some of you can go on our online QR code online right now, our online campus. You can get this card and you can start to fill it out right now. Put your name on it. Put your email address on it. Put your mobile phone on it. Go ahead, do it right now. Put your street address on it your mobile provider so we can text you and encourage you because we're going to help you in your process i want you to put your city state and zip code now do me a favor do not write in chicken scratch or in as pastor joanne would say mandarin or cantonese we need you to put this in english okay please do so in english put that on the on the the, the front the easy part name email mobile phone number mobile provider we will not sell your information we will not be texting you every hour of the night asking you for stuff this is so we can connect with you about your seat put your street address your city your state and your zip code go ahead and put that in now now comes the important part what's our pledge amount what's our pledge amount Hold that, Pastor. What's our pledge amount? I don't want you to write the pledge amount until I finish this demonstration of God's anointing on your life. Because I'm not going to tell you how much to give. God's going to tell you. Remember what Pastor said? Spiritual maturity is when we get to a point where we say, God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> this is going to be fun. What God told me to do was to anoint your pastors with seed. He told me that when I poured the seed on your pastors, that he was going to pour it on you a gifting for the multiplication of you. See, multiply, multiplying your money will not make you happy. It will not bring you joy. But multiplying the Jesus inside of you will bring the joy. And so we're asking God for a multiplication of your time, your talent, your treasure. We're asking for a multiplication of your blood, your sweat, and your tears. Everything that has made you who you are, a multiplication of that. Because only then will you be able to be a blessing in this amazing moment of investment into the kingdom of God so that our cool place can take place. Hmm. Come here, Pastor. Come here, Pastor Joe. Come here, Pookie. I need your help. I want you to take your right hand and put it out, your right hand and put it out, like, yes, together. See, this is how it's going to work, unity. Here's what the Bible says about you. It says in Psalms 130, Ooh, you hear that? Psalms 133 says this, how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to, to dwell together in unity. It is as if oil was poured upon the head, down upon the beard, the beard of Aaron, descending upon the garment of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were descending upon Mount Zion, for there the Lord commandeth his blessing, even life forevermore. God and Jesus is the master of the metaphor. Here's what that metaphor means. Who is the head of the church? What's his name? Jesus. So imagine Jesus' head, okay? Who's the body of Christ? We are. So the, the scripture talks about the oil flowing down the head of Jesus on his beard. The beard of a man biblically is his honor. It's his word. So the, the, the beard of Christ is the word of God. So the anointing that God has for you flows through Jesus, through the word of God and on the body of Christ. But what covers the body? Leadership. The, 
descends upon his robes and down upon his feet. Why the feet? Because the feet are the people who bring good news. The Bible says this, how good and blessed it is for those who carry the good news. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, proclaiming peace and declaring our God reigns. That's you. You carry the gospel. But in order for you to get what God has for you, I love this scripture because it helps us understand honor. You have to submit to spiritual authority. That doesn't mean obey everything they say. Don't get that twisted. That's, that's out of balance. It means they're your spiritual covering. They catch what God's giving them and they help us walk together in unity. That's their job. Simple. So when I pour this oil, I should say this seed, it's just going to hit them first. Then it's coming to you. Look at your neighbor and say, they may be first, but I'm next. Look at them and say, they're now, but I'm next. This is your time. Will you stand up on your feet and reach your right hand towards your pastor? If you try to leave this room right now, you're going to miss what God has for you. This is not about money. This is about anointing. This is not just about a pledge. This is about a promise. God said this, if you trust me and you give, God said, I'll open the windows of heaven and give you a blessing you cannot contain. I don't believe this bucket can contain the forest that God wants to bring through you, that your seed will produce seed that's going to transform and seed communities and seed the world we got people from this church all over the world already i'm believing this seed is going to heal haiti this seed is going to heal jamaica this seed is going to reach the bahamas this seed is going to transform north america south america asia india is going to change russia in the name of jesus the forest will cover the world somebody say anointing fall in this place hallelujah 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 lord fall in our families fall in our communities fall in our businesses fall in our church fall in our minds and creativity fall in our inventions and opportunities Fall in our finances. Fall in our marriages. Give us fruitfulness in every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Anointing. Fall in this place. Come on. Sing. I've seen you move. You move the mountains and I believe Come on and say I see you do it again You made a way, made a way yeah. When there was no way and I, and I believe I see you do it again I see you move You move the mountains and I for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you've heard, please consider sharing it with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And always remember that you were created out of love.